Hello, and welcome back to the Big Gay Comfy Couch Podcast, episode four. How's it going, Matt? Uh, it's going all right today. <laughs> kind of a shit day, but it happens. How's your day going? Good. Yeah. yeah. So today we're going to talk about the newest season of American Horror Story, which is titled New York. Yeah. Um, so maybe first a good thing to talk about would be where has American Horror Story been at for the last few seasons? So do you want to talk a little to that? Um, yeah. So, I mean, American Horror Story, I feel like over the past couple seasons between um, Double Feature and 1987? 1984, I think, yeah. 1984. Um, has kind of gotten gone off into its own realm, I would say. Definitely trying new things in the, like, the horror thriller genre. Um, I still appreciate the shows, um, even though some seasons, the past couple seasons, haven't been the best. I still like, I mean, I personally just like that style um, of show. But it seems like this past season with New York is like definitely back on track with like Murder House. Like that's that's the one I would say it most like resonates with for me um, and kind of like that vibe, but obviously like in a city landscape and a completely different like plot. Yeah. Yeah, I would say I still like the format, but the last few seasons, something's just always been off about the plot. Like either they're trying to bring in too many elements that are just like don't really mesh together well for me or there's just like too many characters that don't have enough like depth or something although i did like the first part of double feature um the last season mm-hmm. but um yeah i actually didn't finish 1984 i think i just watched a couple episodes and yeah that was it but so far i've really been enjoying this season feels like the plot is more concise uh it's a little tighter it's kind of based in some you know true stories and it's piquing my interest i would say yeah me too um yeah i would say that like um i like the aspect that they're really bringing in like it's the first time they've brought in like having the whole focus of the series be about um, gay culture and having a lot of like um, LGBT focus and I think it's very interesting um, to see an era um, as uh, a gay man that like you didn't live through necessarily but is like still part of your history um, and culture in a way so I like that aspect because usually it's just like alluded to where there's like some characters um off to the side that like you kind of understand or like they're speaking kind of to their struggles but in this one it's like very much like intertwined with the plot um and you can see like very various aspects as to like you know how hard it was to be like gay even in new york of all places uh back then yeah so i guess like a little synopsis of this season would be um it takes place in 1980s new york 
Um, there are some familiar faces in the cast, but I, w- I would say a lot of new characters as well, or a lot of new actors in the series as well. And it centers around um, a serial killer and some murders going on with the backdrop of the AIDS epidemic yeah. in the New York City area. And so, like, the main character, I would say, is um, a journalist in, like, a small gay newspaper. And, yeah, he's kind of investigating what's going on. And then there's, you know, you just really... Not only does it explore the AIDS epidemic, but it also explores kind of like the the social climate of just being gay around that time. Yeah. And, you know, what it meant for people in different jobs. For example, the police officer that's in the story or, um, you know, there's lots of people who are closeted, even though they're in like the most metropolitan city in the United States. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting. It's kind of like a richer plot and interesting to me because we can both relate being gay yeah 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 and i think it explores like so many different sides um i guess of the community because there's a lot of references to like the leather community a lot of references to like different kinks and like maybe opens like the public's eye more so to like different culture and like history um that one may not learn unless you're like part of the community or like interested in that space. So it's like interesting to bring those like elements into a show. Whereas like you don't typically see that, um, in a lot of shows, which is a sneak preview to some episodes coming up potentially. (laughs) Um, yeah, no, I would agree. So, um, yeah, what I really like where the season's going so far. Um, but another thing was interesting to me is, I was thinking the past couple seasons hadn't been rated that well, but it seems like they're still popular. Like on Rotten Tomatoes, um, Double Feature got an 80% overall, and usually they're pretty critical. And then the season before that, 1984, got 88% overall with a 75% audience score. But I like kind of get that in a way too, because I feel like if you're a true like thriller horror fan, you you kind of enjoy different aspects. Like it may not be the same season and like um, yield like kind of the same experience, but like I even like the 1984 was very like Friday the 13th. Yeah. It was very like um, slasher yeah, at camp. Like at camp. And it's like, deal. that's always been like, you know, there's been so many renditions of like Jason and like Friday the 13th that like clearly that like is a good audience pleaser. Um, so I can understand why, uh, why that would do well. Um, double feature. The first part was, yeah, I felt was good. The second part was, um, a little complex and over the top, I would say, but like, I appreciate (laughs) the like effort, um, to explore something new. Yeah. And I always enjoy watching Sarah Paulson, no matter what season she's in, because she's just an entertaining actor to watch. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see <laughs> if she even pursues any more American Horror Story. Um, yeah, I think a lot of, like, between Evan Peters and her, I think they're all finding it to be a quite emotionally draining um, to be a part of shows like this, um, which is understandable, <laughs> I think. I feel almost as if this season, like, even though it's pretty extreme, a lot of, like, the more extreme scenes 
are kind of removed from a lot of the actors and actresses I noticed a little bit more. Um, a lot of like anything like related to like murders and stuff. It's like very much like one-on-one with either the, and they brought in like kind of like a new character to be um, the serial killer or, you know, kind of like the aggressor in the show. So it's like interesting that they're kind of like giving quite a, probably a few actors and actresses like breaks from that experience. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't notice that particularly myself, but by that, do you mean, like, a lot of them have more, like, mellow scenes because they're not the one kind of murderer? Um, no, the the fact that, like, most people were removed from the scenes, like, even with the last episode that came out when it was, like, you know, involved, like, taking apart a body, there was, like, m- like Zachary Quinto and, like, the other actor like left the room and there was like really only a camera angle at like the individual who was like, Oh, that's a really good observation. Maybe that was something they talked about and they're like, yeah, we don't need to have you reacting to this. We can just show it and that's going to be enough. Yeah. And like a lot of like, um, time in his like lair, as you may say, um, spent with just him and like a body. So it's, um, it's a little probably better uh, better operations maybe um, and probably requested maybe by the by the cast but I'm not sure it's all like my thoughts just uh, with light changes I would say um, yeah that'd cast. be interesting interesting to know what went on behind the scenes and if that was like an intentional decision that was made because even like in murder house for example like there were so many times where like there was all these like scenes where like they were being haunted or like like the like spandex like man was like kind of luring over them like throughout the entire season and like there was a lot of like decently intense scenes so in that case they have to be like screaming crying yelling that kind of thing yeah or like have something like chase them and like even sarah paulson's like not someone that even (laughs) likes horror thriller i have to say when she screams it is chef's kiss (laughs) what's that tiktok sound that was going viral last year with her screaming Um, do you remember what what it what was said It was like, oh, oh my god! <laughs> I don't know, but you can like imagine how it would sound. Yeah. Oh, she's um, funny. Um, but um... so yeah, do you think? Um, do you think? I guess with all of these kind of serious topics, um, Ryan Murphy and Brad Falchuk, I think is his last name, are executing it well. This season? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I think, I mean, if I can have it my way, I'd love to have, like, a spinoff where it's, like, just, like, American Horror Story, but for, like, like almost, like, gay issue, like, different parts of, like, the gay community, and, like, it really paints, like, a struggle, like, mm-hmm. the struggles of, like, the community, um, while, you know, also paying um, detailed attention as to, like, hit the history and historics of it. Um so I do think that they are doing a good job and I appreciate like even just the work that like Ryan Murphy's done through this series and season of like incorporating a lot of like 
queer lifestyle into the show without making it like um, like making it very normal and like normalized and bringing together like current um, current issues and like current like sentiment whatever like either current sentiment if it's based in like current times or like the historic like view and like behavior and you can kind of like see the difference so um, uh, yeah I think they're doing they're back on the track of what I would like to see but I mean I'm not uh, everyone has their own cup of tea and it has varied quite a bit through uh, the seasons how about you yeah I think one thing that Brad Murphy uh, Brad Murphy <laughs> Brad Murphy. Murphy. Now, one thing that Ryan Murphy and Brad have always done well is that I think in most seasons they've had gay characters, or at least in a lot Mm -hmm. of them that I've noticed, and especially more recently. So maybe, you know, as times are changing, because it came out in 2011, I think, for the first time. It's 11 years later. Um, That seems like yesterday, but it was like 10 years ago. I think maybe as times are changing, they're able to incorporate more gay characters into their storylines because maybe in 2011 it wouldn't have been as attractive for audiences to, I don't know. It seems like Murder House didn't have that many gay characters, but I've noticed like 1984 did, Double Feature did, um, as well as the season. So that's the last three seasons have had like prominent gay characters. Well, I think most, most of them do like majority of, um, Oh yeah, actually what am I saying? Because in asylum too, Sarah Paulson played like a lesbian woman, right? And, Z- and Zachary Quinto and another gentleman like owned the house at one point, right? In murder house. Oh, you're right. I think it's just been so long since I've watched them. Yeah. I'm just remembering this now. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, back to the point, I guess they've always done a good job of telling gay stories, which I think, but like, it's always been like a portion of it, but not the main focus. But now I feel like it's nice to have like, um, a show that's like largely based off of like gay issues. And like, you know, it's, I mean, it's, it writes itself basically. It's like, there were murders that were happening like in New York and like, the police just like didn't really care, like didn't investigate it. And it's like the same systemic issues that we like struggle with in like current times, like even with, you know, the killer that we had like in Toronto, you know, it's the same aspect of like, like people not looking into like certain crimes because, you know, they're like gay men or they're minorities or, you know, they're, um, foreign to like this country it's like you know people just like like disappear and like they just don't really invest like do thorough investigation unless like like you're white or you're straight a lot of the time and i think that's like what a lot of the community was feeling at least that's what they like paint in the show yeah i would say like as soon as i watched the first episode it really reminded me of the church i don't know the church street killer yeah um bruce MacArthur, yeah um just because of like yeah like in the new season it's marginalized people being murdered and then that's just what happened like just a few years ago and for the last couple decades in toronto really um yeah so it really felt like a like the story had some weight to it yeah um (laughs) 
but I must say they did cast like a really like he plays the serial killer well the guy that plays the serial killer in this season like yeah. he looks the part <laughs> yeah I think I think it's interesting because they paint like as we develop more into the story um I feel like there's like slight spoilers in like the perspective that I'm having. So if you're interested in watching the show but haven't watched it yet, um, maybe like skip forward. But I think even with the aspect of that serial killer, like what they unveiled like in the this episode, I feel like more is that like he does identify as gay. And I think like originally he was like very like emotional and caring towards you know, other like gay individuals where he was like basically just doing work for like the mob, like cleaning up their messes um, and disposing of bodies. And then he kind of got into like almost murdering like, like gay men. Um, But I almost think it's like an issue of like, of beauty as well, because he's like maybe not the most like, quote unquote attractive and they really emphasize all these other like hot and attractive guys like in the show like everyone else is really like um stereotypically hot and attractive but I feel like they're like almost painting like he goes down a rabbit hole of like kind of like hating on the community and like being like mad at the community as the way he's like being treated um yeah it'll be interesting to see how that unfolds over the next few episodes I wasn't really thinking about about it in terms of, like, how he looked compared to other people. I was thinking of it more in terms of, like, um, maybe working for the mob um, and doing those, like, cleanup jobs for them is what kind of... They're kind of painting a story of, like, what turned him towards, like, the fascination with, like, dissecting people and... But he was, he did have an interest in in that before, but he, I don't know if you remember this in the scene, he was like, but like, oh wait, is he one of us? Was type of like what he said. And he's like, it doesn't matter. Like, it's like our job. Like, I don't like, like, I don't pay you to. So that wasn't the first time. Yeah. Well, no, it was the first time he had like, like dismembered a gay, like a gay individual. And I don't know if that like triggered something. Yeah. We'll later learn. Um, the development in that, but it was just something that I like kind of thought about in the um, aspect of the show and him being like kind of the main murderer. Um, yeah. So one, one other um, question I had was, do you think like, you know, with all of these kind of serial killer shows and documentaries and stories coming out lately between like, you know, Ted Bundy, Jeffrey Dahmer, all these other stories. Um, yeah, what do you think that means? And yeah, um, why is it so prominent? I don't know. I think I think there definitely is like an up, like it has been become like more into the limelight of like people. Um, I don't know. Like you're almost getting like. Uh, a, like a good feeling or you're getting satisfaction out of watching something that like is obviously like awful and stuff um and i do think it really depends on how the production and direction of the of the show and the story is being told because i do think 
at the same time, if you don't tell these stories, then like, you know, history is doomed to repeat itself if you don't learn the lesson the first time. And even with like a lot of, you know, I think there was a lot of inappropriate behavior on like TikTok and stuff related to like Dahmer and being like, oh, he looks like so attractive in the show. Like people actually like doing like comedy around it. And I'm like, that's not the point. Like I really didn't think Ryan Murphy did like a bad job. Like he never didn't really paint Dahmer in like a good light. Like he definitely created some empathy with him because he was just struggling with this like psychological disease of like being fascinated by like animals and like going kind of down that rabbit hole. But I do think those stories of the people that were thrown away by society are not like a lot of these people being like murdered or missing and not being investigated um, by the police. Like those are things that need to be told because we constantly have to be able to put like minorities um, and people at risk, like to the forefront and like learn from these like situations, because if not, you know, some sort of learned lesson, then like, what was it all, you know, really for? Yeah. I would say like in general, I think they're very popular. Anytime one comes out, everyone's watching it. Everyone talks about it because it's so, you know, it does, it has shock value. It has intrigue. It has a little bit of darkness, which I think people can be attracted to. Yeah. And so I think financially they probably do well. Um, The story, if it's based on a true story, it's already laid out for you. It's like here, we have this really interesting story. So there we've got like an easy script to write. Or maybe a difficult one, depending on how you approach it. But you've got like your base. You've got an audience because you know people are going to watch it. I think it's like almost like the new Marvel movie in a way. Yeah. But in a twisted way, it's like it's kind of going to be like a tentpole for online streaming platforms, really. Oh, even like another one. What was that one? Like Don't Fuck With Cats was another Yeah, there's, killer. The, there's other ones. There's that... so many. So I think, I don't think we're going to see it stop. I don't know if I necessarily have an opinion on it being right or not, because whether or not people like it, those stories are going to be told. And you're right. I don't think we should brush over them. I think if there was one that's obviously glorifying that situation, which I can't imagine, but maybe then I would say, okay, we need to like talk about this more, but it's like, I don't feel like from the snippets I've seen, they're necessarily glorifying serial killers by telling their story. I think it's like a way to seek understanding of like how that happened to them. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I do think they're ultimately like they're stories that need to be told. I do think there needs to be some sort of like, like funding where, you know, whatever revenue, like the media piece like makes like a portion of it either goes back to like the families um, affected or it goes back to like, you know, domestic abuse charities or, um, you know, any, any charity working towards like ending the problem at hand that the, like the media piece is like depicting, um, which I don't think there really was for, um, things like Dahmer, um, and stuff of that nature. So, I I do think that that could be something that 
um, could be worked more into um, future shows and series that are released. Yeah, that's interesting because, yeah, I was reading or watching on TikTok, like, a couple of people who are related to the Dahmer story. I forget how, but maybe a family of one of the victims or something were saying that they felt like it was kind of capitalizing on their trauma or whatever. Yeah. And then I read online that, um, and this is paraphrasing, so I don't know if it's exactly accurate, but that Ryan Murphy said he had reached out to over 20 of the families or something. Yeah. Before making it and got responses from either none or very few of them. Yeah. I think it's like, I can't imagine Ryan Murphy not reaching out, but like, I obviously don't know the exact facts. I haven't seen the emails or the exchanges, but if you were even doing a story, like you would almost, but it also like, what did he say? Like, and he's like, I'm doing a story. would love to hear like your story from you. And then they're like, well, obviously I don't want to like talk about, how like my son was murdered at this time and like go through like the play by play again or like my sibling or, or whatever it is. So I'd understand that, but I don't know if it was like, I want to send you money with whatever like is made, um, on this show. Can you let me know like what your bank account information is? Yeah. Um, But maybe it's interesting too, because like for a book or something, the author has rights to that. And they can sell those rights to a creator to make a TV show or something like that. Yeah. But when a story is in like the public domain, like a serial killer, yeah. it's like kind of anyone's game and probably another reason why they proliferate as much as they do. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. There's like no like tangible, like intellectual property that like victims um, own over like the rights of their story, even though it is like it's not not only is it something that they didn't it's not a fictional like written piece it's like their real life and like yeah there's definitely should be some sort of like intellectual property if you want to like even speak upon like a scenario or a victim like there should be an automatic like charge of like a percentage yeah maybe in the future that'll happen yeah um yeah but it's interesting yeah. yeah, and probably another reason, yeah, why they do so well and stuff like that. Um, so do you have any favorite and least favorite characters, if you had to pick one from this season? Oh, favorite and least? I really do like Zachary Quinto's, like, character in terms of just how he's playing it. I mean, I don't like him as a person. Like, Yeah, do... he's not a great moral character in this <laughs> yeah, show. But I do appreciate, like, his acting in it. And I'm sure it was really fun for him to play, like, as a gay man himself and, like, be um, in that role. And I just, like, I'm, you know, it reminds me of Heroes a lot of the time. I just look <laughs> at him and think of, like, the show Heroes I a lot. I be a hero, baby. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's uh, good to see him back. And worst characters? I don't really know if there's anyone... Probably just looking at, like, the serial killer, because he like, kind of creeps, <laughs> creeps me out in a lot of ways, but I guess that's his job. Um, but I think, else I think does well. I was looking him up, and he's, like, a comedy actor and does, like, improv regularly. I forget what his name is. Jim Hillen or something. The serial killer. probably a nice little, like, um, cash bump for him to get that role. Well, that and, like, I feel like what an opportunity for a character to play. 
Yeah. It's so it probably so fun to play. Even the way he walks in the show is just like it's just he does, creepy. He does a, such a good job of like being, and that's probably why they picked him because he's good at improv. <laughs> yeah. Like, just yeah. So like yeah, I would say yeah. I would say Zachary Quinto is up there too. I think he's got like kind of the most masterful acting right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I also really liked the owner of the bathhouse, that woman. She's kind of like a supporting character, so not a main character, but I thought yeah. she was, she played it quite interesting because she's this like woman who owns a gay bath- bathhouse and like it's her business, but yet she's not really like, she's kind of impartial, but not really. Yeah. And so I thought that was an interesting character. But my least favorite this season, I think, would have to be Billy Lord's character, like the doctor, um, who's investigating the HIV epidemic. Because I just, I don't feel like I'm buying her as this doctor who's like a super intelligent researcher. Yeah, that's true. She's just like a little bit off from that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like but she graduated medical in... school like 13 years old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because she she's just so... young. I think it, yeah, I don't think it's a fault of her own. And I, don't, I think she's playing against her type too. I think she works much better as like the goth girl she was in that season we watched. Uh, the one with all the clown masks and stuff. And Anarchy, the... is that what it's called? Yeah, she worked much better in Anarchy. Did such a good job in there. She was good in other seasons so it's nothing against her but in this role i'm like i don't buy you as like this they should have a researcher in the 1980s in new york unless they're like trying to paint like a historic figure who was just like a young like doctor who was working on this stuff then like fair or like um like you know chemist then um that makes sense but otherwise they should have like aged her up as to be like an old like an older woman or something yeah, I wonder if it is that in real life, some of the... It doesn't seem like she's based on one specific person, though. No. Like, but yeah. maybe. I feel like I probably would have heard of someone that was like... But maybe not. Um, yeah, so those are my favorite and least favorite characters. And do you have any kind of final thoughts about this season? Societal impact? Um... Yeah, my final thoughts are really just speaking about um, or just thinking that like within the show, I think there's going to be a lot um, to go off of, like with like the like HIV AIDS, like epidemic kind of rising in New York. And you can see already like a lot of the characters are starting to like be affected um, by this, even though they haven't like identified the disease uh, as of that point and yeah i think there's a couple you know various murders that have occurred um so interesting to see where those kind of land um in terms of like the law and legal aspects so yeah how about you yeah um well one positive impact i just thought about that it could have would be like um younger people who are watching american horror story who might not know about the history of like the HIV AIDS epidemic, they might be at least exposed to the idea of like what happened in the city in that time. Mm -hmm. Although it's probably not like the most factually accurate thing, at least like they could start asking questions and it might expose them to things like that. Yeah. Um, But yeah, overall I'm excited to see what's next. And I think that's a good spot to leave off. So thanks for listening in. Yeah, thank you guys, and uh, we'll see you on the next episode.
Goodbye.